<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you flash in bouldering, it means you do the wall first try. You do the route first try. That's when you, you flashed a route. I didn't know that because I went by myself the first time I went and I was hearing these really good climbers talking about like, oh yeah, I flashed that wall. And I was like, you did what? <laughs> what? <laughs> did your clothes fall off? What? <laughs> what to the wall? I don't think the wall asked for that. I don't know why you did that. And welcome to this week's episode of Fanatics. Yay, you made it. It's Thursday. And here I am, Claire Kramer. That's right. And I am sitting here with Jake Marin, my lovely co-host. Hi, Jake. Hey, Claire. Good to be here. Happy to be uh, this energized. I'm today. I'm feeling like pumped, man. Like I drank my vitamin C. I got in some vitamin D from the sun. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. Love it. And I don't know what other vitamins I need to be taking, but <laughs> feeling <laughs> uh, good about life. I don't I know. I took a bunch of coffee. That's what I did. About four cups of coffee. So I'm feeling groovy and I'm super excited because today we have a actor who's on the rise and very cool. His name is Folly Ricardo Havana, and he is an amazing actor who you can see in the film Cricket's Requiem, and he's also starring in the highly anticipated Hulu series Unprisoned as Carrie Washington's son. And today, we're going to talk bouldering with him. Yes, we are talking. But he is such a nice guy. Honestly, oh, yeah. like... Not only did he make me want to boulder, which shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who regularly listens to this podcast, but he made me want to like hang out with him, you know? Yes. He's just a genuinely really cool, nice guy, in addition to being an amazing actor, obviously. And, oh, and you can also follow him on social media. I'm kind of obsessed with his handle. It's <laughs> Follies Board underscore three. And I'm like, you know what? Just good, good on you for just putting out your feelings. You're bored. That's why you're on social. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And then on Insta, it's Folly's Board underscore 16 because he made it when he was 16. Oh, got it. I get it. So, uh, yep, two different handles, but same same idea. Yeah, <laughs> Did he make bored? the one when he's three? No, <laughs> not possible. But he's going to tell us today how he solved that boredom by finding bouldering. And I hope you all enjoy it as much as we enjoy it. Yes. Listen to the problem of bouldering. Folly, what is the scariest moment you've ever had bouldering? Oh, oh yeah, no. Uh, literally just like a couple weeks ago. What happened? 
I was doing a V6, which was definitely way above my standard. The way grading works in bouldering, V0 to V10, that's like the difficulty uh, scales. So I was doing V6, and it was a lot of pocket holds, which means usually you can only fit like a finger or two in each hold. And I fell so hard, I had to leave. I had to... Oh. I, no, it was bad. It was bad. I did like... I. I was in like this position right here. I was using these two fingers to hold on and I had my legs spread across the wall for stability and I fell and landed like in the splits and it was horrible. And oh it was a lot of gosh. immense pain. I had to sit down. I had to go sit down on the bench for a second. I had to breathe. And then I just had to leave. I had to leave. You there had to call it a day. asking me if I was okay. And I was like, no, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> I am not okay. Okay. For people who don't know, what is bouldering? Tell us what it is. Bouldering is like the, um, it's like practice for rock climbing. So there's top rope rock climbing, which is when you have the rope and you have somebody that stands by blank to support you. And you climb these probably 60 meter high walls and you clip your ropes into hooks to, so you can get higher. Bouldering is usually about a 15 meter wall. You don't have any ropes. You, uh, it's kind of like free soloing almost, just not as high. And uh, it's like practice routes for doing top rope, but I don't do top rope. I just like the bouldering part. So I just do the bouldering. Interesting. Now I've bouldered one time. I've gone to a bouldering gym. I stayed on that zero and one, uh, yeah. but <laughs> it was cool. I found it to be super cool. Do you have gyms that you go to all the time? Have like friends you hang out with there? Mm -hmm. Yes. When I first started bouldering, it was because I saw a clip on TikTok, of course. <laughs> How else do we get exposed to things these days? <laughs> I went by myself. I went down to, are you guys in California? Yes, we're in Los Angeles. Yes. Los Angeles. Perfect. So LAX, there's a gym right by LAX called Sender One. I've been there. Oh, you've been to Sender One? Yes, I've been there. I love oh. it. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. That's that's like my go-to gym. I started at Sender One, but I live in the Valley, so it's like really far away. Mm -hmm. So I've been testing out different bouldering gyms. I've been to City of Id, which is in Culver City. I've been to Vertigo Boulders. I've been to Hollywood Boulders. I've been to Boulder Dash in Northridge. So far, Hollywood Boulders is my favorite gym. I That's love where I went. Yeah, that was the one I went to. It's awesome. When I first went, I knew that my friends would love it. So I brought my best friend, Michael and David. And now they've kind of just stuck with me. Now we've got a little bouldering group. We go twice a week, and we usually go to either Sender or Hollywood. And we're just, we're just climbing the scales. That's our goal. We want to be V10 climbers. That's the goal. <laughs> I love that. So is the, is the ultimate goal of your bouldering experience or fanaticism to then take it outside? This is where I'm lost. Do you boulder in the gym and then you go boulder on real boulders? Or do you just boulder in the gym and that's its own sport in the gym? I love bouldering just in the gym. Mm -hmm. it, it's like a little community in there. You know, everyone's like, ready to help you out. Everyone's ready to, to support you. And it's like a no judgment zone outside. Sounds terrifying. I haven't tried it yet, but I, f I feel like I have to at one point or else, you know, it's like, what am I doing this for? But I also just, I love just like trying to level up, trying to boss up in the gym, you know, but you know, I would love to do it outside. I have to buy a crash pad first because I don't want to fall on the hard Yeah, floor. please. Don't, don't let me encourage you to do yeah, it outside. I've already fallen on that so hard I had to leave. So I'm scared about what would happen outside. <laughs> now, have you always had a passion to do things like this uh, in terms of exercise? Like, do you, do you spend a lot of time in the gym 
normally? Do you like to play sports? Or is bouldering really the avenue that just kind of opened your eyes to like, you know what, I'm going to do this all the time? No, no, it wasn't. Not at all. Bouldering was not something I expected to do, mainly because I didn't know about it mm-hmm. until TikTok, of course. The, um, I knew about rock climbing, you know. I, we'd go on hikes, me and my friends, and we'd just climb the rocks. Because we we've always loved climbing, but we didn't realize that there was like an actual like gym for it. That you could go in and you could practice different routes, different like rock structures and stuff like that. I had no idea there was a thing. Before that, I'd always done like calisthenics. I've done a lot of like body weight workouts. Mm-hmm. So bouldering kind of just like naturally fell in line with that. And I fell in love with it very quickly. I love that. I love that. And how strong are your fingers now? That's what I have to hear. <laughs> oh, so, you're just sc- <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know if you guys can see how like calloused and torn my fingers uh-huh. are right now. But it's like, it's pretty bad. I have currently have cuts on the back of my hand and the top of my fingers from yesterday's climb. Is, so I've, is, been, I've been grinding. Is it more the finger? Well, okay, explain how you go about finding the holds and how your feet and your upper body have to work together and your positioning. Like, just kind of give oh. the overview of, like, how do I get rock up climbing? that wall <laughs> on, yeah, a, on a V1? It's a full body workout. Okay. It's a full body workout. I didn't know that until I started. You know, I was first when I went, you know, I was scaling V0. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. It's like, let me try V4. I don't know why on my first day. I was like, if I can do these so easy, V4 is going to be light, right? No, it wasn't. I had no idea how <laughs> to shuffle my body, how to use body weight distribution to give myself leverage on certain holds because I didn't realize the power of of hanging and letting – because I was doing a lot of this, a lot of holding myself up like this, which tires your arms out because they call it T-Rex arms because yeah. you know your arms are constantly in flex, which causes your arms to get very fatigued. And I wasn't climbing as much with my legs. So I was constantly holding myself in this position and I got burnt out really fast. Once I finally started using my legs, it completely like changed how I was able to climb. And I learned about different things like knee bars, heel hooks, toe hooks, bat hangs, which are really fun. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, once I started using my legs though, my legs started getting very sore and I had to take longer breaks in between each climbing session. I didn't realize how important the whole body was while rock climbing. But once I figured it out, you know, it was a whole, it's a whole new thing. And what do you feel like when you're like mid boulder? Like what is going on in your mind, in your body, in your like emotions? Don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. (laughs) Besides that. (laughs) Um, It's a rush, honestly. It's a, um, cause it's not that high, but like once you're up there, you're like, if I fall, you know, who knows what's going to happen before my feet touch the floor, you know, and it's also just like, once you're, once you start understanding the problem that you're working on and you get halfway, you really want it. Like you want it bad. Like I don't want to fall just because I want to get to the top. I want to top out. I want to be done with the problem. I want to move on. So a lot of the things that I'm thinking while I'm climbing is just like, it's kind of like chess, you know, it's understanding. um, It's a lot of, surveilling what's around you, what I can use, you know, if I do fall, taking a step back, looking at it for a while, thinking what I did wrong, what I could do better. You know, it's a, it's a great way to also help mental stability, in my opinion, because it's a lot of, Mm. when you fail once, you don't give up. You think what I did didn't work, obviously, because I fell. So what can I do differently to get myself higher on that wall? And then you just 
take it piece by piece, fraction by fraction until you have the the whole number. And will you, if you're attempting like a certain route, will you, and you fall, will you keep doing that certain route over and over like weeks until you achieve that climb? Yeah, there's currently one V6 at Sender 1 that I've been working on for like three weeks that I still haven't gotten. But, you know, after a while, you do just feel like, I'm not going to get this today. So you move on. You do slightly less harder problems just to work on strength because sometimes sometimes you've just got to work on your conditioning because, you know, maybe you were doing it right and you just weren't getting far enough because you jumped the gun. You're doing something that's too hard for yourself, mm-hmm. which is there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you just got to go back and take it slow and then just keep trying. You know, I always shoot for problems that I know I probably can't do just so I can understand like what I need to work on to get that problem done. So, you know, it's a lot of trying it, taking a step back, doing something else, coming back, doing it again, maybe grinding on it for your whole climbing session. Who knows? But, you know, after each climbing session, you always come back stronger. That's what I've noticed. Wow. Was there a climb early on that you you achieved? You got to the top and you just struggled for a while, but you got to the top. Do you, do you have one of those climbs that just really sticks out in your head that gave you the confidence to move forward? Yes, yes. It was another V6. It was a black V6, also at Sender 1, mm-hmm. that um, I just could not get. I was doing it for like two weeks, maybe. It was, um, they were about to change the route, though. Like, I started working on it late, and they were getting ready to change it. And I was like, wait, let me just do it one more time before you guys change it. Just let me let me get it this once. And I think it was also the motivation of knowing that I was never going to get a this chance to do it again. the last chance, yeah. Yeah, this was the <laughs> last chance. And I remember I almost fell like four times on it. My feet were slipping. You know, everyone that was watching was super tense because they were like, is he going to get it? It's his last go. Is he going to get it? I did get it. And I was very happy. But it's also interesting that once you get it and then you get down and you're like, okay, cool. Next one. You know what I'm saying? It's like. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. And you, you mentioned your friends, you know, they go in bouldering with you as well. Yes. But I'm wondering, you ever take a date bouldering before? I haven't. Would you? Now that you're saying it, yes. I've never thought about that. Maybe I should. Just to find, you know, common bond, see how strong they are, just like you. All that good stuff. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while, though. And I don't want to, like, pull up with them and then, like, have them get discouraged, you know. But, I mean, it's a cool thing to show off, though, to be honest. They'll be very impressed, Oh yeah, from what you're telling me. It's a very cool thing to show off. (laughs) You know what? I I might have to do that. I might have to do that. I might have to do that. That's so smart. Would it be important to you when you meet somebody, you know, to become a partner, to have that common interest? Or do you, is this something that you do for yourself, kind of like meditation? Oh, yeah, no, this is, this is a me thing. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to completely excommunicate somebody because they, they can't climb rocks. But you know. <laughs> uh, it'd be nice, though. I would love to have a partner that could, that could boulder. That'd be really cool. You mentioned meditation, Jake. And for me, like, it seems like there's some part of a climb that must be like very like, because you're super focused only on what is right in front of you, you know, which is often what meditation is about. Does it feel very freeing when you're on the wall and it's just you and and the rock? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like, it's a it's a huge escape for me. You don't have to worry about anything when you're in that gym except you and your problem you know, and getting to have fun doing it with your friends. It's a, 
it's like a it's like a three hour vacation, you know, two three hour vacation where you just get to chill with your homies and climb walls, and it's super uh, it's very relaxing. It's very stress relieving for me. If I'm having if I'm super stressed, I'll go rock climbing because it exerts a lot of energy, but all that energy is focused into one thing. Because I find a lot of the times that I get stressed or anxious is when I have too much on my mind. You know, it's when there's too much going on and I just, I can't cope with it all. But with rock climbing, there is none of that. You know, it's, it's, there's an abundance of climbs, sure. But all of those climbs are uniquely themselves and you get to try out all of them. And it's, it's very fun. It's enjoyable. That's your space. Yes, exactly. I love it. Is there the post the post climb like recap? Like for me, whatever I go do, you know, whatever it is, some skiing or whatever, there's always like the the hours of recap afterwards where it's like, yes. yeah, but if I would have done that at that moment, then I could have done this and that would have happened. Do you have that no, with yeah. your friends? Oh, of course. We'll talk for hours afterwards <laughs> after each session because LAX is very far. And traffic is progressively progressively getting worse and worse mm -hmm. by the day, by the second, by the minute. So on our drives back, we just talk about the climbs we hit, what we flashed, what we didn't, what we struggled with, what we need to work on, the things we can do to improve. So yeah, there is a lot of like uh, like posts meetings after yeah. after every climb session. <laughs> climb summits. Okay. Let's go through the let's go through the jargon because I'm hearing a lot of stuff I like. <laughs> the problem. Define the problem. It's a whole bunch of different things. The problem can be anything. It can come it can be different kinds of holds, different kind of positions. But mostly I struggle with holds. Some holds are way harder than others. There are jugs and there's crimps. There are pancake holds, which I absolutely hate. So jugs are the holds that tend to jut out more in a curved motion, so you can kind of get your whole hand over or around it. Mm -hmm. A crimp is more flat against the wall with a, a little, like, it sticks out just a bit so you can get your fingers over it. Mm. And then there are pancake holds that are just, they literally look like pancakes, and you have to grab them like this most of the time. And the leverage just comes from the friction between your fingers and the hold, which sucks i love pocket holds though those are my favorite ones the more you do each hold you find a different strength and most of the time it feels like it's coming from your fingers but you learn that you know different uh ways that you move your body can also influence how easy they are to hold and you know different positions that you have yourself in which is where the positions come in um because then there are different kinds of like knee bars uh toe hooks in which you can use your lower body to give your upper body more leverage so those holds are easier to grab. It's a lot of technique and a lot of studying that comes with bouldering that also uh, helps solve the problems because it's never just one problem. It's usually like five problems on one boulder that you have to figure out. So. I know, but I like the way that like when you're on the boulder, it's it's your mind has to have that. You almost have to be like an an extreme multitasker, but also extremely concentrated at the same time no. to like yeah, control absolutely. like all every little part of your body as you're doing that it is one hold. And then we're going to go back to the jargon because you've said a lot of terms I want to talk about. But <laughs> if like, for example, you said you really liked which hold for your hands? Pocket holds. Okay. But for your feet, what do you like? I love very large holds for my feet. I hate using my lower body. I um, <laughs> That's the problem. That's honesty. I love it. I love it when it's big holds that I can just slap my foot on. 
Uh-huh. Occasionally, there'll be those little stubs that are like literally this big. Right? Uh-huh. You have to stick the tip of your toe on and just pray, hope for the best, <laughs> flip off. Because that's what happened when I fell. My, my feet slipped off. the. Oh. Uh, I had one foot on a hole that was like this big. And then the other was just canvassed, which means it's just on the wall. There's no hold. You're just using it for support and balance. And my foot slipped off. And when you don't have any lower body, pocket holds suck because you just hang out with like one or two fingers. So then I just fell and my legs were like this as I was falling. So you can only imagine what happened when I. Uh, on the floor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, for those of you who don't know or listening, uh, Folly, tell them about the floor. Oh, the floor. It's usually like a super like squishy, like padded. Yeah. Mat, which is great for just falling onto if you fall the right way. Mm-hmm. I mean, pads can only go so far. They can go very far. But then there's that occasional just like one fall. That is and just your legs can't bad. go as far when you're doing your this. Exactly. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As you can tell, I hate using my lower body, so I'm not flexible enough to do that. Well, let me ask you, are you, this fanaticism, how far is this going to go? Do you think you're going to start doing yoga start doing squats, you know, and other leg exercise in the gym to get stronger uh, on the boulder? Is that something that you think you'll get into? I do leg days, like at the gym, just to work on okay. like mm-hmm. leg strength. But I don't mm-hmm. think I'll ever do yoga. I don't have the patience for that. I, there's a, I don't know why, because bouldering kind of has that same, like, because a lot of the time when you're on a boulder, I will be up there for five minutes not doing anything, just mm-hmm. thinking about where to move. Ooh, but I think it's that's also- interesting. Yeah. You'll just be hanging also, on the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have videos, like a two-minute video of me just like halfway up the problem and then just hanging it and just looking <laughs> around. I'm like looking around at other people, making sure no one's watching me. Just like <laughs> looking, just looking around, make sure there's no one waiting to use the wall that I'm currently on because I know I'm going to be there for another like five minutes. Right. Just You're like, like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Just chilling. Chilling here, guys. Nothing to see. Yeah. And yoga kind of has that same sort of like – because you can't rush yoga. I've never seen anyone do like a speed like, through <laughs> yoga. You know, they <laughs> speed yoga. It's, it's a new invention. I'm Copyright here because I you know, I they... practice yoga. I love yoga, and you're so right. Yeah, like, like there's hot yoga, like, yoga. There's like you know, love yeah, yoga. normal. It's all, it's all like understanding how you feel throughout your entire body like how different movements, like where the tension comes from as you do these stretches. So it's a lot of like, you know, taking your time. But something about yoga, I think it's the thrill of solving the problem Mm. that I'm willing to be more patient about rather than just like, no offense to to yoga lovers. But, you know, it's a lot of just like sitting there, putting yourself in really uncomfortable positions and holding it for a long time. Yes. (laughs) I just like can't do it sounds exactly like what you do, except on a wall. 
yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I do it on a mat. You do it on a wall. I've heard you say grind a couple times. What is the climbing boulder definition of grind? Well, the grind, it's usually to try and get as many problems done in a day as you can. Okay. You know, the goal is to max out. You know, you start at a lower difficulty and you just got to try and get as high as you can and try and complete as many problems as you can before the end of the climb. That's what me and my friends did. Just so we have like a, because there are different kinds of climbs. There's vertical climbs, there's inclined climbs, and then there's just like upside down climbs. Is that the bat, uh, the bat thing you were saying? That's where a lot of bat hanging happens because most of the time with an upside down hang, it usually looks like this. So you'd start here and you'd climb, you'd climb up a bit, then you'd go under and then you'd climb up. So the bat hang happens once you're under and you have to get around here because sometimes the hold will be like out of arm's reach about like this level. So you kind of have to flip around so your feet are facing this way. And then you have to flip your feet above the wall. That is and awesome. And hang upside down so you can reach up. and. Wow. It's a lot. <laughs> That's something I'd love to say that I could do, but it's never going to happen. All right. I'll just well, admit I mean, it right here. Jake, you know? never okay. say never. Maybe one day. Right. Bobby you know, can day. take you down to, to the climb as the sender one. He could. I'm open to it after this discussion. Now, Folly, are you competitive with your other friends, though? Do you guys oh, yeah. get, like, oh yeah, super competitive? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If there's one problem that one of us can't do, and then one of us does it, it's very, you know, it's like, well, now I have to do it. Now I have to get it. How dare you? How dare you get that before me? I'm going to get it, and then I'm going to beat you on something else. That's usually how it goes. I love it. <laughs> what What do you – this is, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm half into sports for the fashion <laughs> – so what do you wear when you're climbing and what is the footwear? Um, so I have my own pair of rock climbing shoes that I bought from REI. I forgot what they're called, but they're very nice. Because mm -hmm. when you're rock climbing, it's not the best idea to use traditional shoes just because they don't have the same kind of structure. Yeah. The soles of the rock climbing shoes are usually way, uh, what's the word when it's really like hard? They're very stiff. They're very yes. like, yes. yeah, they, they, there's no give to them exactly. so that you're not going to slip. That's the whole exactly. idea. Yeah, mm. because your foot, your feet need a lot of stability. I know some people that rock climb barefoot. I wouldn't wow. recommend that just because I feel like that would hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I, what I wear, I just look homeless, to be honest, on the walls. I don't, because I love my clothes and I like to go out in, in them like, out on the street, you know, I wear a lot of like fashion, like street wear. That's like my, my thing. So when I rock climb, I'm usually wearing like, I don't know, a pair of gray sweats and a super baggy t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. I don't really like, I don't go all crazy with the, with the fashion, but you know, maybe I should. Cause I know fitness fashion is a real thing. I see it on TikTok every day. Mm -hmm. Some people look <laughs> really cool. So I'm thinking like, you know what? Maybe I should do that. If I do a rock climbing date, I'm definitely going to have to. Oh yeah, you can you can mix it up my, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, my you know, the homeless look is in. So or the you know, yeah, the unhoused look honest, is yeah. in. <laughs> it is the the baggy stuff. My my two daughters spent like an hour and a half getting ready for school and came out. I was like, You look like you just got out of bed. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally nineteen ninety five again. That's all it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pajamas are in too. I go out and I just see people in pajamas and I'm like, you know what? This is really awesome. Yeah. I need to do go, this. Go climbing in those. Any any other I terms have. that we should know <laughs> about, like really like interesting terms? Interesting terms. Um, or funny sounding terms. You oh, know? flash. Literally flashing. The, um, okay. So when you flash in bouldering, it means 
you do the wall first try. You do the route first try. That's when you, you flashed a route. I didn't know that I, when I first walked in, because I went by myself the first time I went, and I was hearing these really good climbers talking about like, oh, yeah, I flashed that wall. And I was like, you did what? <laughs> what? <laughs> did your clothes fall off? What? <laughs> what to the wall? I don't think the wall asked for that. I don't know why you did that. But then I, I had to ask because I was hearing it too much because I was right. like, this has got to mean something else. I'm thinking a very different thing. So I had to ask him and I was like, what does it mean to flash the wall? And they're like, oh, it just means you got it first try. And I was like, mm, that it. makes so much more sense. I like that <laughs> <it>. way better. <laughs> got it. I love it. So what? where is the most iconic, I guess, bouldering experience in the States? Is it, an, is it someplace like Sender One? Is it someplace that's outdoors that has mimicked an indoor place? So some artificial manipulation to the surface or what, what's like the Mecca of boulder climbing? Well, the Mecca of uh, rock climbing is definitely outdoors for sure. All indoor rock climbing are based off of routes that people have done outside. Oh, so I think some of the most iconic climbing routes are definitely outside. I'd probably say uh, Yosemite, Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely some spots in Nevada, Colorado. Yeah, but it's definitely outdoors for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that is that I'm not going to encourage you to go outdoors because there's not mat this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also with crash pads in the gym, the whole floor is matted, so you uh-huh. can fall wherever. But when you're outdoors, you have to position where the mat is going to go, just based on looking at the route. But my thing is, what if the route goes like from here to here? Like, where do I put the pad? So I'm going to fall either on the floor or on the mat. How do I position that? Yeah. <laughs> you have to have someone like moving the mat along with you. No, yeah. Some people do have really wide crash mats, but that's also a thing outdoors is people hate it when people have extremely large crash pads because it can get in the way of their routes and their no. crash. So it's like, it's, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say taboo to have large crash mats, but it's like not approved. Right. Like, People aren't going to be like, oh, dude, you got to get rid of that. You can't have that here. So, but, you know, you're going to have a lot of the side eye when you have that out there. <laughs> so have you uh, – this is one of my favorite films. It's a documentary. It was made, I think, in 19 uh, – what, 20 – I can't remember. Anyway, um, it's called <laughs> – yeah, it. It's called <laughs> – it's called – no, it's made in the 2000s. I think 2007. Oh, okay. Right. It, it's called Free Solo. <laughs> Have you seen this? Oh yeah, with um Yeah, Alex Alex, Alex Holder yeah. Holder whatever. That that movie is insane. And for people No, there's something there, he's missing something. There's not <laughs> It's Yeah, <laughs> fear. He's missing that's fear. Not, not normal. That's not sane. That's yeah, not, he he that's not something people For do. people who haven't seen it, he free solos El Capitan in Yosemite. Yep. And that means like no ropes, no help, no nothing. <laughs> it, is, it is insane. It's a good goal, Folly, to go you know, follow him right there. I think my managers would kill me if I told them. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think you'd kill yourself. I think yeah, that's what happened. I'm not. Uh, that's way more than a V6 for sure. That's like a V100. The um, I watch a lot of horror movies, and even that film had me like on the edge of my seat more than any horror oh. film I'd ever seen. I was I was more scared watching a man free solo. El Capitan than a creepy well, doll. Well, in the part you know? where he has to jump 
from one yeah. rock face to that's I the know exactly only, which part you're yeah, talking about. That's the only that way to like I don't think I watched it. I just I waited to see if he'd make it and then I opened my eyes. I know. And if he made it, then I would rewind and I mean, watch I've, it. I've literally seen this movie like four times. Every time there's some movies that they're just like you just you can't get enough of and it's real so i love it but yeah that part where he releases completely and he's just like going over it's insane you have to flash el capitan you don't get another chance no (laughs) no you have to no it's crazy it's crazy yeah no i do love that movie my dad showed it to me he because this was before i started bouldering actually this was a while ago and he was like yo look at this crazy dude (laughs) and we watched it and i was like oh my god <laughs> so before oh we before we wrap this up and get to the love letter, I always like to ask like why? What do you think inside of you is so fulfilled by the process of bouldering? And you know, is it the solace that you get on the wall? Is it, you know, the the camaraderie amongst other athletes? What do you think like you love so much about this sport? I'm a big problems guy. I love problem solving. Unless it's too stressful, then I don't. Like, problem-solving life sucks, but problem-solving everything else is amazing. Like, I love chess. I love puzzles. I think the the struggle of trying to get up the wall has a thrill to it that I love. But it is, like, 60% that and 40% the camaraderie. I love going with my friends. I love seeing them get better. I love uh, knowing that they're watching me get better. You know, I love uh, just the... Um, so it's a really motivational thing because when I go to the gym with my friends, it's not the same as going rock climbing with my friends. Because it's, um, you know, the gym, some people just tend to be stronger than others, just like innately, which is like a natural thing, sure. But, and of course, anybody can, they can work hard enough to meet that, that level of whatever the other person is at. But something about rock climbing, it's, you know, we all start from zero, and we all have to improve at the same pace. Some people are naturally really good at rock climbing, but that's not me and my friends. You know, mm-hmm. we are all at the same level, which I love. I love watching my friends succeed and get climbs that they couldn't get before. You know, there's a lot of um, – it's a great way to lift each other up. It's a great way to support each other. I love that. Love it. Love it. Well, now is that time, Polly. So give your love letter to bouldering, if you would. Dear bouldering – I love you for helping me break this cycle of boredom that I've been stuck in for the longest time of not being able to do anything. Thank you for giving me something to look forward to every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for helping me become stronger uh, mentally and physically. Thank you for always being there for me, you know, even when I don't think I'm there for myself. Uh, I don't love you for sometimes making, making me fall off the wall in extremely horrible ways. But, you know, I do love you for helping me get back up again and beating that climb that I couldn't get before. Love, Folly. Love, Folly. That was almost very interpretive. That love, Folly. Yeah, that was awesome. Yay. Well, as always, I want to go bouldering. <laughs> I know. I, I want to go today. And, and, you know, I have a back problem. I don't care. I want to get back on that boulder. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, growing up, loved climbing trees. I grew up in Ohio. So mm. I climbed a lot of trees. I There was one tree in particular that was on my neighbor's property line with our property. We had like, a, we lived in the middle of the town, but we had like three acres. So <laughs> that's okay. Ohio for you. <laughs> and I would climb up and there was like, we had ended up, somebody put a ply board up there for me. And so I spent a lot of time climbing trees. And I love, I feel like if I would have been exposed to something like bouldering or rock climbing at a more formal level that I would have done really well with it because <laughs> yeah because you know, obviously I mean, you have the skill so if you knew about it I well, didn't even know bouldering was a thing until I was like 28 but is it a new thing like I mean rock climbing isn't new but the indoor aspect of it is it kind of like parkour where it's just emerging and you know it's it's more popular than parkour but I I think these Bouldering gyms have emerged over the last 20 years more and more. So they weren't they weren't around in the 90s. I'm sure there were some, but they weren't like down the street. Like you just heard Folly mention about right. eight around LA. There probably weren't eight 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I feel like I kind of missed out on, <laughs> on my well, climbing ability. <laughs> you know, you and me, we have the yoga. And as we talked yeah. about in the episode, you know, yoga is basically on the floor bouldering well and folly was like he's like well i yoga is just putting your body in a bunch of uncomfortable positions and holding and i'm like yeah that's exactly what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) so i think yours i wanted to ask him and maybe you could answer so the joint between the tip of your finger and the first knuckle the first knuckle joint i guess you could say moving from the top of your finger down to your hand that's not one that innately we can control necessarily by like bending you can kind of bend it a little but i bet with like rock climbing and bouldering, you can really develop that joint. And then it makes me think back to like the Neanderthal and our evolution and like, what were those joints for? Were they, they were for climbing probably. Yeah. To get away from somebody chase or something chasing you. Right. Like a cheetah or something, whatever, whatever would be chasing you. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I just thought like how strong some of these people's hands must be. They could probably like crush a full unopened soda can or in a your coconut hand. back in Just the coconut. day yeah um, <laughs> but you know isn't think about that with evolution you know we know that the appendix isn't necessary anymore and like there's certain you know things that we've evolved that have dropped off you know our wisdom mm-hmm. teeth but think about that knuckle and that joint and like what what was it originally for how deep what did people have independent control of that first knuckle back in back in the day and by Back in the day, I mean like evolution. <laughs> <laughs> back in the early day, yeah. Back in the, back in the way early. Now, see, you're trying to do it. I that's a genetic thing. If you can see, you can actually yeah. see. I can move mine a little bit. Oh, Claire can do it. I a hundred percent can't. I'm bending at the the second knuckle. Uh, interesting. Maybe her genetics are just more evolved than mine. You know what else is a is a genetic thing? And this is a recessive gene. Hold your hold your hands up, palms towards your face. And uh, touch your pinkies. And if your pinkies, see how mine go out from each other? That's recessive. Yours is yours goes straight together. See how mine curve out? Oh, interesting. Yeah, mine curve oh, barely. Like, yeah, see that? But look at mine. Oh, Claire's really curved. Yeah. Oh, that's my gosh. A, that's a recessive gene. So I, interesting also. Why? I don't know why my pinkies are that way, but they are. Um, I, I think you would have been a great climber. I think that's what all this is Maybe when I get the kids out the door, I will start climbing again. <laughs> I, 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 have I so think many, that sounds a good idea. I have such lists of things to do. 
When, List number one, get the kids out. <laughs> well, when the when my parenting becomes parenting of adults, in, which I, I will always be their parent. I'll always be mm-hmm. there for them. But, you know, it, the day-to-day, like, give me my socks, make me dinner, you know, Gone. all that. Do my homework. <laughs> Put on the TV. All that Drive stuff. me here. Do be this. Be an do Uber that. and a credit card. <laughs> when that's all over, I think I will go back to climbing. Meanwhile, I was thinking that it would be fun for Folly, you know, he should have like a climbing birthday party. He's only 19. He can still do that. I think you could do that at any age, but I think yeah. it's very appropriate for a 19-year-old to do Yeah, that. exactly. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Fanatics. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it for you. If you uh, want to check out other episodes, wearefanatics.com. We are Fanatics on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we've got like almost 100 episodes to listen to. So take a listen. And as I always like to say, sharing is caring. Share with your friends. See you soon, guys. Yeah, until next time, Jake and Claire out. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And coming up next week on Fanatics, Marnina Sean, you know her from Hanzi, and of course the musical menstruation, a period piece, and Dollface, and she is coming on to talk about her fanaticism of hand-me-downs. It doesn't have to be clothes, folks. Hand-me-down can be anything. Tune in next week to see what we're talking about. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.